Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. It's all kinds of scams out there, and they're getting more and more sophisticated, and they tend to morph over time. And you'd think by now that most people would be familiar with many of these, but unfortunately, you can get caught off guard, and if this thing gets done just right, they might fool you. So Doug sent me a notice to see check out the story out of Canada. From ctvnews.com, Pat Foran wrote this. He's one of their uh, consumer reporters over there. I'm terrified. TD Bank customer loses $12,000 to elaborate vishing scam. Vishing scam. An Ontario woman was contacted by someone who said they worked at her bank. She said the person on the other end of the phone had all kinds of information about her accounts that she thought the call has to be real. It's one thing if they just simply spoof the phone number, go, hi, we're calling from your bank. But if they've got like her name and her address and her account number, it would make you wonder how they got the information. So she said, he was able to tell me my name, my bank account information, how much I had on my credit card balance. So I believed it was TD Bank. So the caller said her account had been compromised and that she needed to transfer money out of it to protect her money. Now, the logic there obviously fails. If the bank has your money in their account and they say you need to transfer it out to protect it, why can't the bank transfer the money out? The, the, the bank is the other party that has access to your account. You have access to your account, but the bank has got better access to it. The caller said the fraudsters were employees of the bank and they were hacking my account. So she said I was panicking. She said he knew the branch number. He knew my address. He seemed to know everything, which is why I fell into it. She was told to take the money out of her account and transfer it using a Bitcoin machine which they directed her to go to. And of course, she lost $12,000 somehow doing that. When she reached out to TD Bank about the loss, the bank sent her correspondence that said, here's the quote, the individual responsible had access to your financial information. You are responsible for protecting it under terms in your agreement. Your request for reimbursement has been declined. So a spokesperson for TD Bank also told CTV News in Toronto, well, we cannot speak on details of any customer case, I can confirm this case is still being investigated by our fraud team. Each customer circumstance is different and assessed accordingly. So the real question is, did the bank do anything wrong? Because how would a fraudster have access to all of her information? Now, some of it, for instance, they may have found going through her garbage if she got bank statements she threw away without shredding. That's a possibility. Uh, but I don't know how else they might get the other information. The vice president of digital transformation at a software company, a company that created a voice traffic filter to stop scam phone calls for businesses to help reduce cybersecurity risks, suspects that her information was likely stolen off the web or scraped from social media. But that wouldn't give like her bank account number. And I do wonder about what they had because... Although she gives some of the examples, um, she says that they had so much information, my name and my bank account information. Did they actually have her account number, for instance? So it's more than likely her information was sold on the dark web so they know her name, the bank she is using, and her whole life story. There are different types of scams, but the financial scam is one of the biggest ones happening now where they have you moving money around and transferring money. To avoid the so-called vishing scams, not phishing, but vishing, 
Be suspicious of callers wanting sensitive information and be wary of calls that are unknown or automated. Beware of threatening scare tactics and if someone claims to be with your bank, hang up and call the bank back using the bank's own phone number. Meanwhile, the woman here said she feels the bank should refund the money that she's scammed out of and worries about what the future holds. Don't get me wrong, I feel very, very sorry for the woman she lost $12,000 Canadian. The question is, did the bank do anything wrong? Because she's saying, by her own words, I went and withdrew the money and converted it to Bitcoin at somebody else's request. What did the bank do wrong in that transaction? And so if the bank had done something that exposed her details to these people who did this to her, then maybe. But the question is, did they do that? She said, I feel we should at least get back part of the money. I'm now terrified to use apps. I'm terrified to open emails. I'm terrified to click on anything. To stop scam callers, you can also download apps that will block spam and unwanted robocalls, according to technology analyst Carmi Levy. Some notable titles in this category include RoboShield, TrueCaller, Haya, Call Control, and RoboKiller, as opposed to RoboShield. Some of the apps are free, some you pay for, but none will completely stop every call, so you still have to be on guard. I'm going to let you know, I mentioned before, I get these calls and emails and texts. I got the one yesterday from Facebook, through Facebook Messenger, where somebody goes, hey, I'm locked out of my account. Um, can I have Facebook send you the unlock code? why don't they send it to you? No, Facebook wants me to have a, another person who can vouch for me to do it. I don't know you. Uh, huh? Uh, well, I'm going to have them send you a lockout code, okay? And what they're doing is they're breaking. They're trying to break into your account. So they try to log on to your account, and they get kicked out saying, we don't know who you are, and you have lost my password. And they go, this person's got two-factor authentication. And you say, okay, reset the password. And they go, okay, we just sent a lockout code. Well, they send the lockout code to the correct person, who would be me in that situation. And if I stupidly go, oh, yeah, Facebook just sent me a lockout code. Here you go. That person can then break into my account. And so I get that one not every day, but I'd say three, four times a week. Okay? And so I, I've, I've, it's just annoying. I, just, I, I block the person. I delete the message. And it happens again a few days later for somebody else. But I also get the ones through the email, saying you got a problem, you're a problem, you're a problem. And so here's the thing, and this is how this works. This is why this works, is that they send these things out to all kinds of people hoping to get a bite. I'm talking about the emailed ones. So I have insurance on my car. <laughs> I know. I should have warned you to sit down and, and brace yourself, but I have insurance on my car. I, I have more than one car. I've got insurance on all of them. My, my cars are insured. <laughs> And I got an email the other day, and it purported to be from my insurance company. And it was so generic. They said, there's a document associated with your policy that needs to be updated. Click here. And I looked at it, and the address looked a lot like my insurance company, but it had a couple extra things in front of it. And you've seen that before, legitimate addresses of big companies. Sometimes don't just, you know, it's not like YouTube.com. Okay, some of them will actually have a different extension besides com, for instance, .com. So I got this email that says, you need to update this one form for your policy. And I'm like, I renewed the policy a while back. Why, why, why would this suddenly be an issue? And my thinking is, it probably is going to say, 
We need you to update your address, phone number, mother's maiden name, your social security number, and a couple of your bank account numbers. And while you're at it, what's the pin to your debit card? I mean, (laughs) but all I did is I closed the email and I went to the website of my insurance company. And I went there and a little thing pops up. Would you like to talk to us? And I said, yes, I just got an email saying there's a form I need to fill out. And they go, oh, yes, there is. And they explain what the form is and why it's due now. And there's a reason for it. And I said, oh, okay, where do I find that? They go, look under your policy. It'll say policy documents. And then one sub thing under there is going to say that need attention. Policy document needs attention. I clicked on it. And all I had to do was literally date it and sign it electronically. And that was it. That was it. But that's the weird part is that I've also gotten phishing emails from my bank, my bank, and my insurance company before. So I've actually gotten one before that says there's a problem with your account. We're going to lock you out of your bank account unless you log on here and correct something for us. And I get those from all kinds of banks I've got nothing to do with. Wells Fargo. I I don't have an account with Wells Fargo that I know of. Now, of course, I might, but I'm joking. Uh, And I I get them from all kinds. But one day I got one from my bank. But I double-checked and obviously... but. So when they call you, when they email you, why shouldn't you be able to call them back or email them back? Now here you're going to say, well, they had this story about how somebody had hacked into her account. But all you got to do is say, what department are you in? I'll call you right back. And, and no, 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 you can't. And the second they tell you that you cannot get off the phone, you realize that it is a scam. So that's the thing about what's going on there. And I'll be curious because... There's no indication here the bank did anything wrong. She went, withdrew her money, and converted it into Bitcoin. And the bank's going, what's it got to do with us? Other than the fact you asked for your money, we gave it to you. So I I sympathize. Uh, I I have a lot of sympathy for her. But I'm not sure the bank is liable on this one. Of course, it's Canada, so all bets are off. So TD Bank customer loses $12,000 to elaborate vishing scam. Pat Ferran of CTVnews.com wrote that. And Doug sent it. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. As one grows older, one becomes wiser and more foolish.